Fierce Fan Media. Feedback. <laughs> Can I offer you a little bit of feedback? Can I offer you some feedback? <laughs> Sounds like a dick. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Wind Down. I am Jackie D, the literary lesbian. I'm Stacy, the new age old school mom. The dick. The dick. Political princess. <laughs> the dick. <laughs> oh, guys, it's hot here in California. It's going to be so hot this weekend. So hot. No, so it's gonna hot. Six tomorrow. It's going to be 106 degrees tomorrow. And we had like this like nice, cool weather all oh, through June. Delightful. So I feel like we like deserve it. (laughs) Like tomorrow's July 1st and it hasn't even been close to 100 degrees yet so far. Like (laughs) within a week, it'll be back down the 80s. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. Uh, Somebody said that like they saw on the news that this is going to be the longest, hottest summer we've ever had. And I'm like, June is. They say that every year. How is that possible? Yeah, but I hope it's not like. August, September, October. You know what I mean? Like sort of late. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to be sweating on Halloween. No. Okay, put your work orders in. Okay. Okay. Climate change gives a shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Hey, at least we're not, at least the East Coast is getting hammered by the, and I, I mean, I'm not happy for them, but they're getting the smoke that right now instead of us. Oh, I know. Because normally we would have this heat plus some sort of wildfire happening at the same time. So thank goodness that's not happening. It's not quite fire season yet. It'll get here quickly. We've got oh. a month. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, gotta love the planet and everything we're doing to it. Thanks, billionaires. Yay. Yay. Okay. So, um, one of the things I want to talk about, there was two big Supreme Court decisions handed out today. First one, Supreme Court blocked student loan forgiveness for the $10,000, yada, yada. We all knew that was coming. Okay. Um, Biden says he's going to move forward with a different plan. We'll see how that how that comes to fruition. What's crazy is the Department of Education, once this was announced, started posting suicide hotline phone numbers because people have now not had to like be paying their student loans for so many years. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to start having to pay, you know, nine hundred dollars a month again, twelve hundred dollars a month. So. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. It's going to definitely impact the economy. It's going to be it's going to be a shit show. So, um, I'm fortunate enough that I was able to keep paying my student loans, or not. I kept paying them because there was zero percent interest. But I understand not everyone is in that position by any stretch of the imagination, and like I feel super bad for those people who are now. Cause I mean, it's been three years, three years. And only because we had this hiatus on interest, this is the first time that I owe less than what I took out, even though I've been paying on student loans for a decade. Right. This is only because I was able to pay so much of it down. I paid two of my eight off completely. So, but I still owe $44,000. Yeah. Ew. But I owed 58. So I've been able to pay a big chunk of it down, but you know, again, I'm in a position where I was able to do that. Not everyone is. People got laid off during COVID. People lost their jobs. Like, you know, they were stuck without housing. It. It's not anyway. 
um, it would have gone a long way to even forgive the 10,000 that a lot of people are, are indebted for, um, especially because people who have around $10,000 worth of loans tend to be people that weren't able to, for a variety of reasons, even finish their college education. So they're paying back student loans without even having a degree to show for it. So they're in jobs that don't require degrees and they're still paying for degrees. It's, it's, it's awful. So, um, I'm, I'm hopeful that they figure something out, but let's face it, they can't get fucking anything done at Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that was quite a big blow to the LGBTQ community was they essentially made it legal to discriminate against gay people in places of business, not government facilities, not, you know, things run by government agencies, but private business owners can now legally discriminate against gay people um, or trans people or non-binary people if it, quote unquote, goes against their religion because gay people were asking them to not was violating that person's First Amendment rights. So Wait, I thought that was already a thing because we had that whole thing where the that one baker didn't want to bake the cake for the gay couple. They didn't win that in court. Oh. So now the uh, Supreme Court's officially ruled on it saying that if a private company doesn't want to create, serve, whatever for a gay person, they don't have to. You know what, though? Like we said with the the cake thing, the cake wars, like, just let us know so that we don't frequent that place. Yeah, because I, I will give happily, them my money. I will happily give my money. I say it like I'm gay, too. But I will happily give my money to somebody that does support me. Just let me know ahead of time, you know, don't insult me. I don't disagree with you. The only, it, it actually, I completely agree with you. Um, I would rather give my money to someone who actively supports my community than someone who's on the DL, like talking or wishing me dead. Um, even though they have to give me their business, I agree with you, Yeah, but that's the first step to like, really creating second-class citizens out of an entire group of people is the reason that we had, you know, sit-ins during the the civil rights movement where restaurants were refusing to serve black and brown people. And it's not the same thing. I know you can't hide being black or brown and you, a lot of people could pass for straight if they want to, but um, it also, no, it is the same thing. What if this was about black people? What if, what if they came out and they said, we have, we like have the right to refuse service to anybody so we are choosing to do black people. This business is choosing gay people, but this business is choosing black people. Like, I, I feel like it's the same fucking thing. It's a group it, of people that you don't like. It is, and it's not, just because, like I said, you can, like, in this particular instance, this woman creates wedding invitations, right? That is something... <sighs> you can't hide your skin color. Like I can't, I can't walk into a place of business and disguise the fact that I'm white any more than a black person can. Not everyone I encounter has to know that I'm gay. So that's like, yeah, the, but you could order wedding invitations online from this person as a black person. And they're not going to know that you're black. Totally. No, I, I get what you're saying. I'm saying the, in this circumstance, yes, the civil rights movement like where black people were fighting for the right to attend the same schools and to be able to ride on the same bus and like 
be able to use common drinking fountains and not be segregated to like back ends of alleyways instead of eating in a restaurant, I think was much more traumatic than wedding invitations. But isn't, isn't what you just said, this is the first step to segregation? Yeah, no, it is. That's what concerns me. So while I was saying, I agree with you that like, yes, I'd rather just know which businesses don't support us. So I don't use them. This has a much bigger like swath of discrimination that it's like we haven't seen in half a century in this country. Like it's you could have a daycare that won't take Lincoln. Yeah, the slippery slope is what it is. Essentially, you're making it. And I know states have been doing this, right? Like in Florida, they made it legal that a medical worker doesn't have to give medical care to a trans person if they don't want to. And so you have all those little laws that are passing that like chip and sand away at these rights. But the Supreme Court just came in and they even here in California now that the Supreme Court ruled that it was legal for people to discriminate against us. It can happen here. Yeah, they're endorsing it. Yeah. Which is what's da- which is why it's so overwhelming when it, the Supreme Court weighs in on anything, because then it's the law of the land. It's the same reason why when they overturned, you know, Roe versus Wade, it became the law of the land. They had all these trigger warnings that everything went into effect then in all these states. So you could discriminate against us in California, Massachusetts, like wherever you want is if you run into somebody that is so inclined to do that. So it makes it dangerous. Um, as if as if the community needed anything more to be worried about in that same line. Like you don't have your hands full with enough (laughs) in that same line. I don't know if you guys saw what happened in New York pride this last weekend, but during the drag marching portion, um, they were chanting a slogan that ended with we're coming for your kids. Oh God. I didn't hear about that. Oh, I saw it and was like, that's I horrific. get that it's probably to be funny, like, or to be like, we're going to, we're coming for your kids to read them stories. Like they're trying to be ironic and funny, Yeah. but no, it looks so bad. It's we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children is what yeah. they were chanting. And I was like, uh, and there was actually another one that my second cousin who I'm learning, I just added her on Facebook and I'm learning that we are not compatible people um she posted one that was the people in the front of a pride parade were holding a banner that says satan loves fags and it wasn't doctored in any way and so i had a conversation with another gay person and i was like um can you explain this to me like why why is this a thing and he said it's because of the westboro church saying god hates fags so the opposite would be Satan loves fags. And so they're trying to take back the power and be funny. And I'm like, okay, but that looks bad. And I feel like that looks just as bad as we're coming for your children. Yeah. I know you're trying to be funny or ironic or whatever, but this That's is not. Important. Yeah. Yes. This is not a, a thing that you should be doing. I don't well, like it. So Lex had this, um, one of her, students who is pretty religious was going through like an existential crisis over it because this individual knows non-binary people at their school and he and they're friends with them and but they also saw this you know we're coming for your kids thing and it kind of verified 
what he was being told about this community. And so it put them in like this conundrum of what's true and what's not. And listen, yeah. Um, I, so I, this is one of the times I, I do see both sides of it. Okay. I get the conundrum of we're not responsible to teach these kids not to hate. And like, it's not our problem if they're being fed a bunch of backwards religious information to make them hate a group of people. But (laughs) we also shouldn't be playing into their hand of their poor narrative about us. And I get that a lot of the community is fed up with trying to prove that we're not these pedophiles when you have 13,000 open pedophilia cases in the church. So I get, I get it. I get the frustration. I get the like satire behind it. I get the fed up feeling. It's also not doing us any favors. Right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. They did not do any favors because they just gave them fuel for their hate fire but at the same time their fuel hate fi- their hate fire burns all on its own yeah Even but th- when not- our community's not doing anything we don't need to give them fuel though i i don't disagree with you i'm just saying i get i get that people in the the queer community are exhausted from mm-hmm. tr- it's like it's like it's like listen it's like being a woman in a male-dominated field you have to be better. You have to be smarter. You have to be more appropriate. You have to be, you have to work harder. You have to be on point all of the time. You have zero room to screw up because everybody's just waiting for you. So they can be like, I told you they don't belong. See, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. Get, I get the pressure that that puts on the community to be like, no, we always have to, when people tell us they want us to die, we just have to be like, I understand I have to meet you where you are and you're just not like to accept me. Yet. So no. I get the exhaustion that's involved in that. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same thing as like, I, how long do we scream about like, guys, it's not, you lost everybody would defund the police when that's not what it really meant. It meant like right. redistribute funds <laughs> from the police yeah. department to more beneficial programs and, and ideals and, you know, community good. It didn't actually mean pull every cop off the street and let there be anarchy, but the marketing was poor. So mm-hmm. I get it. People are tired. They're exhausted. They're tired of having to prove themselves. They're tired of defending themselves. They're tired of, I mean, trans women, uh, trans women of color are the most targeted section of society. They are attacked and and hurt and killed more Mm -hmm. than Muslims in this country, which is saying a lot. Like it's saying a lot. Right. Like if I had a choice of who I want to watch my child a gay person, a trans person, or a member of the clergy, I <laughs> immediately right off the top. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree with you also, like, you're not doing us any favors. And it <laughs> is exhausting and it's tiring. And I get that nobody wants to put in the work, but that's the job. That's yeah. what we have to do. And if you want to prove people wrong, unfortunately, you just have to keep proving them wrong day after day after day yeah. after day. And that's the only way that you make long lasting change that and coming out of the closet, because the more gay people, people realize they know the more queer, trans, non-binary people that feature the or 
are out of the closet willing to show themselves in society, the more minds you will change. The dangerous part with that, though, is you're also asking those people to put themselves in danger every time they do that. Right. Every single time, especially trans women, especially lesbians. We get a we get a little bit easier with pass and like the hierarchy of like people who are in danger, in my opinion. So don't fucking at me or send me emails (laughs) is like uh bi is like least likely to like Like, much more acceptable 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 to to least accepted yeah would be like by by women by women yeah yes Mm -hmm. by women lesbians Mm -hmm. trans women Mm -hmm. by men Mm -hmm. um queer men and then trans that would be like my my hierarchy so i agree yeah yeah and you know what all those have in common do you know why a trans man is less likely to get attacked because women aren't attacking them Mm -hmm. yeah we're not the violent ones in this scenario it's men who are attacking them so oh i just i feel real conflicted and the you know, Congress isn't making it any better by passing these laws and starting all these culture wars and igniting all these fires everywhere. And I just want to scream at them as someone who truly cares about like social equality and equity in our society, who truly cares about it. I want to shake them and be like, don't you have anything better to do? Our, our planet is on literal fucking fire. Don't you have (laughs) anything better to do than worry about trans people? Like, They make up 1% of the population. That's what I want to say to my second cousin. She posts this stuff every day about, first it was the Target tuck swimsuit. And I I fought that one. I was like, listen, I'm going to argue my piece on that one. And then it's um, Trump stuff. He's innocent stuff. And then now it's um, pride stuff. And I'm like, I'm not going to argue with you. I did on the one, the, the, um, God loves fags one. I explained like what it was because she was like, or no, Satan loves fags one Mm -hmm. because she was like, look, they're openly saying that they believe in and worship. Satan." like they're, they're Satan worshipers. Right. And I was like, no, no, no. Okay. This is, this is the outlook of it. This yeah. is all I'm going to say is just, I don't agree with the approach. I think that it's tacky, but this is why they're doing it. It's not because they're Satan worshipers, you know, but right. like, I feel like, aren't you tired? There's such better things to bitch about on Facebook. Why are you like constantly every day saying this stuff? Like, the really? Is this, is this all you have going on? Yeah, it's because the fear and hate is easier to ignite. Like the big problems that we actually have in society, the collapsing middle class, the homelessness epidemic, the opioid epidemic, uh, climate change. Those are huge problems, like huge consuming problems that feel too big to tackle. Hating someone, being scared of something that you don't know is easy. It's fucking easy. We're wired for it. We're wired for it as human beings. Yes. Well, not just that. It's part of our like lizard brain. 
We are hardwired to fear things that we don't recognize. It kept us alive as cave people. Mm-hmm. That's not who we are anymore, though. <laughs> like, it's it's just not. Yeah. Like, it's, it's we're, we're so hardwired to fear that we have to teach ourselves to be kind. We've said it on here a million times. Empathy is a muscle you have to use to get yeah. good at it. And there's nothing scarier than empathizing with a person that you're unfamiliar with or you don't recognize or you perceive doesn't belong in your tribe because you feel like you're putting yourself in danger. So Mm -hmm. you, you have to almost trust that this person is not going to do you harm. And that's terrifying to people. It's terrifying. So instead of taking that leap or exercising that muscle or trying to build that muscle, they lash out with hatred and harm and hurt because in their head, they're righteous. And it's just, it's such a psychological mind fuck to watch so many people hate me who don't know anything about me. Right. Just because where they picture, yeah. which is also weird, what I do with my vagina. Like, don't fucking worry about what I do. I'm certainly not worried <laughs> about what you do with your dick. So right. don't worry about where my vagina yeah. is. Because it's easy. It's easy and it, it, it spurs confidence in them, especially when they start getting together as like-minded individuals and that's mm-hmm. how mobs are formed and that's how societies fall and that's how we end up with fascism, which we're watching unfold in front of our eyes, fascism in this country and only half the people seem to give a shit. Like if you think they're going to stop at us, we're just low-hanging fruit, bro. We're... <laughs> We're the artists and the creatives and the like fucking pacifists. We're low hanging fruit. If you think they're not coming for your people next because they don't like you, you're sorely mistaken. And they do it all under this fucking dichotomy of religious oppression and freedom. And it's disgusting. It's fucking disgusting what they use Jesus's name for, which I firmly believe Jesus wouldn't like half of them. Oh, a one thousand percent, probably more. Well, I was being yeah. generous. I know you were. I'm flexing my you. empathy muscle. Let's be real. <laughs> so it's a shit show. And for those that think that like elections don't have consequences, you're watching the consequences unfold. Well, well, well. If you have loved ones that are fall in the queer community or that you give a shit about their student loans and you're wondering what would happen when Trump appointed three Supreme Court justices, this, this is what happens. Mm -hmm. It's gross. I don't feel bad for you. Yep. Welcome to the consequence of your actions. Mm -hmm. Thanks for dragging us all in with you too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Jerks. I just don't know what it's going to take, but I guess... I guess my like threshold for that is almost insurmountable because we don't do anything about, about guns either. And we have a gun gun epidemic in this country too. And we do nothing about school shootings, nothing. So I don't know why I ever thought they would protect the queer community, you know? Yeah. Like, why would they do that? They don't even, I, and I don't, I don't want to say they don't care about their own kids because they don't believe that. I think everybody cares about their children. Like no matter what, I think their ideologies are skewed in my opinion, but everyone cares about their kids. But if they're not even willing to regulate that, why did I ever think they'd protect us? 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was very sad. That made me sad. I know. Yeah. Great. <laughs> um, anyone else have any like big issues they want to talk about? Um, I saw the Little Mermaid movie. Oh, was it good? It was. It was very pretty to watch, which is what I hear about Avatar. I haven't watched it yet, but my kids saw it. Yeah, very. It was very pretty. Um, but I have some issues, and Mm. it's not the issues that other people have. It's Um, not that she's black. Yeah, didn't even notice. (laughs) (laughs) That is not my issue. She has an incredible Uh, voice. Yeah, she. Yeah, she did great. It was fine. Um, so. All of the sisters are from the seven seas, and yeah. so they're all a different race. Nobody mentions that, like, King Triton was getting around. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Zeus. <laughs> Holy shit. When he, like, calls them all together, like, in the very beginning to have, like, the thing where Ariel's missing. I don't remember what the thing was, but it was some ceremony where all the sisters get together. They all sit down, and there's an Asian one. There's, uh, she looks, like, mixed black Mm -hmm. and white Mm -hmm. there's a you know there's all these different there's like an indian one there's and they all sit down and you're like oh okay i get it you know like for the seventh wait a minute (laughs) they're all trying to slut yeah um another issue i had i have an issue with change and not like the fact that she was black scuttle was a girl what the hell why did they need to change scutter's scuttle gender what was that about um Flounder is black and white. Flounder is blue and yellow. And he's computer animated. They could have made him blue and yellow. Flounder is not. I haven't seen. I will say I have not seen the movie yet. Because I just. I don't know if I want to. I don't like any of the live actions to be fair. It's not about race. I'm not a big fan of the live actions. Totally. Not about that. I just don't love them. All of the. Yeah. The live actions. Flounder is not cute. Yeah. so cute in the movie and he's just not cute it gives me the ick a little but not a little boy just like a a more grown-up boy voice and flounder is supposed to be little and adorable and like a toddler yeah yeah yeah. and he's an annoying little brother that follows her around everywhere yeah totally and kind of round and yeah nope i did love sebastian um i heard people come I heard people complain about him not being being a crab in the movie and <laughs> when he was not a crab in the cartoon and he is 100% a crab in the cartoon. So I'm not sure what that complaint was about. I liked him. I liked his accent. I thought he looks like a very like real looking crab. So maybe that's what bothers people. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't love the person they cast as Eric. He did a fine job, but he's not, he doesn't seem Eric-like. So, didn't love that. He also has a new song. I don't like change. Why did he need a new song? The new song sucked. It was terrible. I will say the songs that are in the musical are so much better than the songs they put in the movie. Yeah, I I did not like his new song. It felt forced. It didn't rhyme. It felt... It felt like he was singing what he was thinking, but not in a good way. <laughs> like, hated his new song. Um, 
what else did they change? Oh, so one thing I loved, and I don't know if I'm just really dense and didn't realize it, or if this is something they added for the movie to clarify, but Ursula says, when she takes Ariel's voice, I'm going to send you to the surface to be with Eric. You've got, you know, three days to get him to fall in love with you. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to take your voice because you're a siren and your siren song wouldn't be fair because your siren song makes men fall in love with you. That was not explained in the cartoon whatsoever. And I was like, oh. (laughs) But also that's not even mythologically accurate because sirens drew sailors to shorelines to be crushed to death in shipwrecks. Not to fall in love with them. Right, but I they mean, do. They, they fall in love with their voices, which was what right. the shoreline, right. but to die. Mm-hmm. Right. But her, she, you know, but her voice, her song, her siren song is alluring. And she was like, it would be cheating if I let you keep your alluring voice to make him I wonder come to you. They, so I, was like, I wonder if they did that to take away the stigma of this woman gives up her voice for a man. Maybe. I don't know. You know what I mean? So it was like, no, no, no. It's not just like we don't want her to talk, like, because everyone's tired of hearing women talk. It's because we don't want her to burst out into random song. Right. Right. Um, I I liked that, like, spin. And (laughs) the fact that the people on land hate mermaids because they are sirens that kill people. So in the end, it was all about coming together as we misunderstood you because the mermaids are like, if the people knew we were down here, they would kill us because they hate us. And on land, they're like, mermaids are all bad because they want to kill us. So when Eric and Ariel get together in the end, it's very like about we misunderstood each other and now we're all family. So all the mermaids come to the surface when Ariel like gets like her legs in the end for real and her voice and she marries Eric all the mermaids come to the surface and the people come out and they're like okay we could be one family we we misunderstood each other and you guys are good too so i thought that was cool like yeah. nice little add on i have some song recommendations <laughs> why didn't eric have to become a mermaid that would have been a great why ending. does she have to give up her world yeah. and her life he hates, to be with him he hates the undersea life because she wants to be like be where the people are, Jackie. Listen to the yeah, song. Yeah, she she she's dance. lonely and controlled by her father. And yeah, if she had Eric too. down there, think she's a fucking princess. Okay. I think she feels controlled by her father because she's 16. Like, duh. Right. Totally. But at the same time, she wants the the people life because she watches it from afar. So she sees them yeah. doing stuff and she's like, I want to dance, I want to learn about the culture. I want to on the other side of the rock, you know? Yep. Okay, I do seriously have song recommendations though. Okay. If you did not like Prince Eric's song in the movie, you should listen to there's a song in the musical called Her Voice that he sings. There's also a song he sings called One Step Closer when they dance, which is really, really sweet. Um, if you did not like that awful scuttlebutt song. I loved it. I think I'm the only person on the planet. You might be. There's a song in the musical called Positivity that he sings, which is very, very funny. Um, And he sings another song too. And I don't, I don't remember what it's called, but it's not that great. Um, Oh, Human Stuff, which is very, very funny. 
If you don't like the other song Ariel sings that is not part of your world, um, it's called For the First Time, which I didn't love. Um, she sings a song called Beyond My Wildest Dreams in the musical that's very good. But also she sings a song called The World Above, which is great. Um, and Ursula has another song in the musical called I Want the Good Times Back, which is really great. And that kind of goes a little bit more into her like brother-sister relationship with King Triton, like a little more family history, which is phenomenal. Okay, but my number one favorite song that if you're a Little Mermaid fan, you should listen to in the musical. It's called If Only. It's a quartet between Ariel, Eric, King Triton, and Sebastian. And it's like, it's just the best. Like the Ariel and Eric stuff is obviously like, they're in love and she doesn't talk and blah, blah, blah. But the King Triton portion of like, just trying to raise this kid on his own and do the best he can. But also Sebastian's like trying to come in and be another like pseudo like parent figure and stuff. It's the sweetest song, which sounds so stupid because like crab, um, but, but <laughs> so, so sweet. And just like the Little Mermaid live action, or I mean, Beauty and the Beast live action where the songs from the musical are so much better than the songs they added in new. But the deal is when you make a movie, you cannot get nominated for best song if the song is not an original. So they always have to put some sort of oh, new song why. in these things to make sure that they have something to be nominated for an Oscar. You know what I would I, have rather seen than the Little Mermaid live action? I would have rather seen like the take like they did with Melissa Fitt. I would have rather have seen Ursula's. Oh, like a different of, take. Yeah. Yeah. If they're going to do live oh, action. Right. Go with totally. Ursula's point of view because everyone, yeah, Kate loves to hate her, right? Like, uh, you know, the I don't get the live action like craze because, like, you change the story just enough that all the people that grew up on the story are like, that's not right, you know, people like me that don't like change, but also kind of like Aladdin that part was for Robin Williams, so yeah. yes, Will Smith did good, like, he he did the, the spot justice, but everybody's always going to say Robin Williams did it better. Okay. And the changes like suck, like stop with the live action and make the new ones like Maleficent. I totally yeah. agree. I do think though, out of the live action ones they've made, Aladdin was the one I liked the most. And I think that's because the, okay. The only sort of non-human character that actually speaks in that kind of stuff is the genie, right? Like even in the movie, like, um, I mean, Iago does, but like um, Abu and the carpet and um, Raja, they don't talk. And so it wasn't as weird, like the realism yeah. of having actual animals, like talking like in The Lion King or the inanimate objects in Beauty and the Beast, like an actual piece of furniture talking. It doesn't have that same magic, but I feel like Aladdin, that was the least jarring to me because the genie situation with Will Smith, I've seen Aladdin on Broadway and, or I think I've seen that musical a couple of times now. And I really like the fact that they just went in a totally different direction. So they weren't trying to like emulate what Robin Williams did. And, and so I feel good about that. They also took the animal characters and just made them people. So you don't have to deal with that whole, like, here's a human in a lion costume like and so i feel like just for me that live action version is way less jarring than the rest of them that's what i'm saying tell it from a different perspective 
Ursula like would have been idea. a great, great mm-hmm. villain to tell it from because, like, when I I really enjoyed Melissa 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 Fint. Maleficent. Really, huh? Maleficent. 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 I really enjoyed it, and it didn't take away anything from the original that I had watched because it felt I like a loved, different perspective. I loved Maleficent. And same because with the, Corolla. It's not about. Same with what? Corolla. Yeah. Maleficent was good because in the end, it wasn't about her trying to get the love of a prince. It was the love of like mother daughter relationship. And I thought that was really cool. And I think you can kind of change the story a little bit when it's being told from somebody else's perspective. Exactly. Right. I would love to see an Ursula. The other thing about Ursula is why is there not more hype about the fact that it's Melissa McCarthy? Right. I I didn't even realize that until I watched it. Like I have not seen that on the news at all. I just think they're missing the boat trying to remake the classics instead of putting a new spin on it. Yeah. But, okay, and that, which leads me to everybody talking about the fact that she's black. Okay, this is probably an unpopular opinion, but why remake the movies and put black characters in instead of just making new princesses that are black, Indian, Asian, whatever, so that the girl because that's what they say is little girls need representation like princesses that are their race to look up to which totally agree so like tiana perfect you know like why don't they make new princesses so that they so that there's no argument there's no like fighting about oh why'd they make her black you know like just make a new princess that is black and now the like you know what i mean i don't get why they don't just make new ones I agree. We should make more princesses of different ethnicities. Totally agree. I also don't care that in live action they made her black. I don't so, either. But I love Little Mermaid. But after watching the arguments, it seems like a good like solution. Mm-hmm. You know, like instead of they call it race swapping, which I I watched one lady talk about like why are we race swapping, and I was like, oh, I've never even like heard that, but like why try like i feel like it's gonna cause more issues because you're gonna have all these people come out and say why did they change her race like the cartoon is a white girl they're changing the race to make it inclusive instead of just making inclusive princesses well to be fair though like i i hear i hear you and like a mermaid wouldn't be white or black. They'd probably be more of like a blue tint because they're under <laughs> the water all the time. Obviously. So like none of it is really accurate. And why did they make them white to begin with? Like she could have been any color to start. So like, I don't know. That's just something that doesn't bother me. I think it's fun to see. Like, so when you watch like Bridgerton, okay. There yeah. would have not been any black royalty when this took place. Yeah. But I think it's fun to see black people play those like positions of power in the 1700s when they would have never been in the Royal court, you know, but that shit just doesn't bother me. So I don't know. I I don't think it takes anything away. I think it's like the new generation that they're moving towards, but they'd have less people upset. One, if they just made more fucking princesses with different color tones than pale ass white and right. two, if they have to, them, tell them the villain story. 
Yes, start tell a hundred percent. Start telling the villain stories because we need these villains' backstories. Like I want to see why Ursula and King Triton because I've read the stories, but I want to see the movies about their beef, like as brother and sister. But we have Mulan. Oh, we have like from children. That would be a phenomenal. I know. Um, we have Tiana. Like I can't Romana. think of anybody else right now. Moana. Moana. It's so, also like, kind of cheap, right? Like them. you're giving little black girls the second rate, the sloppy seconds version of the Yes, of exactly. Just give them new princesses that yeah. they can idealize. Like I also think part of it is a money grab because these older movies since the inception of like Pixar and DreamWorks and everything don't make like my kid, he's never watched these older movies because they're not up to par with Toy Story and sure. and so, like, we put something for him on, like, I don't know, Snow White, and he's bored within five seconds because those old-ass cartoon characters, he doesn't have patience for. That's not what he watches. Well, yeah, the movies aren't funny. Right. So I think yep. it's like a money grab to get people reinterested in the originals because, of course, people are going to go back and they you bring a little girl to see Little Mermaid and they're like, oh, there's another version too. Watch this. Like it just repopularizes them. It's a money grab. So I don't think it, because Disney's, I mean, talk about probably one of the most creative forces on the planet for the last hundred years. It's probably the Disney company. So it always leads to money, right? It's not yeah. just about making new princesses. It's about keeping the old ones lucrative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. I'm anxious to see Elemental because it looks terrible. And I don't want to believe that it's as bad as I think it's going to be. <laughs> and I think I need to see it on the big screen because I think it, you need that like movie cinema magic on the big screen to make it tolerable because it looks awful. It does. Yeah. Yes, we'll see. It's rare for me to meet a like, Disney or Pixar movie that I don't enjoy still, even at 42 years old. So I totally agree. We'll see. I, we'll see how it pans out. I didn't want to like Inside Out, and I totally loved it from the second I watched it. So I saw it like three times in the theater. Yeah, I loved it. And it did not look good to me. I was like, what the hell? These are the people in her brain. Like, come on. Like come the with something most good. heartwarming. Oh, loved it. Yeah. What are you guys obsessed with this week? Um, my week has been pretty indoors away from the public. So I don't have like a lot going on, but um, because it's summer, um, summer break for the kids. But my youngest did pass her permit test. Yay! So one step closer to freedom for me. So <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's pretty exciting. That is exciting. Um, I got a new car. I'm really excited about that. I was wondering when you were gonna get it. Yeah, I got it. I got it on Monday, I think. And I love Super it. I'm exciting. Hi. Super exciting. I know. I just like I I love it. I'm like you know, sometimes, like, sometimes I get worried, like, I'm going to have buyer's remorse or, like, whatever. Like, no. Mm -mm. <laughs> well, tell the people what you got. Like, oh, I got a Mustang Mach-E. And I, I've been talking about it for, like, literally since they came out about how much I wanted one. Because they are, if you're not familiar with them, they're fully electric. 
um, which is a big, like, that's a big change, you know, like I just never have to buy gas ever again. And I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, it's like a mix between a Mustang and like, I had an escape before. So it's probably like if those two had a baby <laughs> and a lot of like annoying men are like, it's not a Mustang because it's an SUV and it's electric. and boop, 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 boop. But like, I had a Mustang for a really long time. Like I actually drove a Mustang for a long while. Um, and I say that it is. Oh, okay. So, I mean, but like technically it's not like, yeah, I mean, but it is. Okay. It's got like the dumbest features that I love so much. Like, um, I'm trying to think like, what are the things it does that I'm just like, Oh my God, I love this thing. Um, the stop um, on a dime. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, the power behind it is insane actually. Um, but it like, it lowers, like if I'm on the phone, it lowers the air conditioner power. So like the air conditioner is not too loud for my conversation. Yeah. And I really love that. You bougie ass. I know. I use my, my phone is a key. So like that's all set up. Like I just, it is, it's, it's bougie. Oh, when you walk up to it like it unlocks and the mirrors fold out but if it's nighttime it projects like a pony symbol on the ground oh love that <laughs> love that it's those little touches huh they get oh my you. god yeah cool. line and sinker <laughs> yep. yep i remember like 2002 my first brand new car instead mm -hmm. of a used car it raised the radio volume when you were driving fast on the freeway and I was like this That's is the cool. fanciest thing I've ever like yeah. had in my life <laughs> I've never bought a new car before like this is my first brand new car ever like so my car has always been at least like a year old yeah, that's very well, exciting. One of the things our Ascent does, which is like my favorite feature on it, which is crazy because like the sound system in it is wild because we have like the touring edition, which is like the highest edition. Yeah. But you can turn on your brights and you put them on automatic. And as soon as a car's uh, headlights hit you, it turns them down to regular. Oh. And when it passes, mm -hmm. it turns them back up. Yeah. So that like when you're fantastic. on back roads, you just turn them on and it will and do it automatically. Yeah. It. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, Kai drives with his brights on, and when I'm in the car, I'm like, there's a car coming. Like I all the time? hate it. I hate it. No, it's like every once in a while, um, when we're coming home late at night and we're on country roads, he'll have them on, and he won't turn them off because there's, like, one car every, like, 20, 30 minutes, and he won't turn them off. And I'm like, Kai, and he's like, the, my family in my car is more important than that person, and that drives me bonkers i hate that about okay <laughs> learning some deep shit about the sweet baby angel uh-huh who's not such a sweet baby angel huh I well if you got an ascent it. it would turn it off like and it only goes off I, for a second like yeah, it turns off and turns back I on need to buy him one i hope all cars have that feature in the future it's great um okay what am i obsessed with this week uh so i fell in Listen, I know there's like a list of shows that I need to watch, but I'm going to tell you the one that brings me um, like a lot of like joy that I can like turn on. I don't have to think a ton about, but it, the plot lines are still really interesting to me. 
and it's Station 19. It's a spinoff of Grey's Anatomy. Oh. And I love it. Like, I worked from home today, and I had it playing, like, in the background. And I was able to keep up with, like, what was happening the whole time without having to be glued to it. And those are the kind of shows that I like. Like, comforting. I really like the characters. Um, is the plotline very, like, Grey's Anatomy-ish? 100%. But that's why we all love fucking... Grey's Anatomy, right? Like, it's delightful. There's a ton of queer representation in it, like a ton. And they're not stereotypical queer characters, which is important for me. when Because I, I hate just to like, you can tell when they have zero queer writers on a show and they throw queer people in them. And you're just like, what? You're using them as a plot device instead of them actually having their own like layers yeah. and dynamics. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Like the so, plot point can't be their queerness. Right. And it's not, everyone's already out. There's not like this. It's not a, that's not part of the plot of it. At least yeah. the main characters, you run into a few like secondary characters that they're like going through their process, or whatever, but it's delightful. And I love it. And there's several characters. Listen, it's rare for me to get attached to straight characters. Half the time I'm like, nah, whatever you're gonna die, especially straight male characters. And there are two that I'm like obsessed with in the show that I have like who um gibson okay and dean okay yeah i love them dean especially i think he's fucking delightful um and hughes oh my god i would fucking walk off a cliff for this woman her character is so funny and so like animated and what i like about hughes the most is she's not like a lot of them are very dramatic right because it's shonda rhymes it's rhymes shonda land so a lot of them are very dramatic they have all kinds of bad stuff that happens to them she has bad stuff that happens to her too but i think her reaction is like in my world the most realistic she takes her time to get over it she copes with it she's still funny she's still herself like it doesn't chip away to her at her to the point that her character is unrecognizable four seasons in like it's still her where if you're familiar with like Grey's Anatomy so much bad stuff happens to these characters that they end up completely changing which I get that's what happens to people but that's not why we watch shows we watch right. shows because they're constant and they're reliable and like they these characters that you love they bring you comfort you don't want them to end up like your friends jaded and fucking angry and hurt like you want you want like hope and I think she's yeah. so she's like she's one of my favorites but yeah I felt down this like uh station 19 binge and I'm already you guys I'm already on season two and that's a lot for me I've been watching it for yeah. two weeks yeah when did you go that's quick for you yeah right? look at you I know um I want to take Erin's spot if she were here on so whacking outside and it's really okay. loud okay good um and talk about silo i didn't I know what to weekend. expect i didn't know what to expect because i think she didn't um explain it well sorry aaron but okay so it's a silo that was built it's been 150 it's years a great show yeah Ten thousand people live in the silo and the outside world is toxic so they don't know why they don't know what happened they don't know like whatever so it's ten thousand people living in this silo and the different levels of the floors is almost like wealth so the top floor people is like the mayor and the wealthy people and the bottom floor is the very blue collar 
um, less fortunate people. So I love that they kill main characters. Yeah. Like the first episode already, you're like, don't get attached to the main characters in the first episode because yeah. in the first episode, they're gone. So you don't even meet the main character until like episode three. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I love that about it. I love that the main character is a badass female. Mm-hmm. She is like very cool. She's very um, blue collar, level headed, just a cool person. So love that about it. And I'm only on episode, I think, five. Oh, and I'm already... I only have the last episode to watch of this season. So yeah, there's only, I think, nine episodes. And I when I realized that I slowed myself down. So I watched one through five in like three days. And then I was like, oh my God, there's only nine. I got to slow down. So then I started it over with Kai and Kira and was like, okay, now I'm going to watch every tiny detail. And it is one of those shows you have to watch every tiny detail. Mm-hmm. You can't put it on as background noise yeah. because you're going to miss huge things. That's why I keep putting uh, it off because I need to be like devoted to it yeah it's not you you have to be background noise i highly recommend stars on mars i don't take your recommendations go on stacy what it sounds like (laughs) (laughs) um i'm i'm very anxious to see where it goes i am so curious so i'm gonna i don't know if this is a spoiler or not um there are people that go outside and they're not sure if the outside is toxic or not because there's screens that people could see from inside the silo and they see there are people that think that maybe they're projecting what they want them to see and that really it's okay to be outside now. But when people go outside, um, which only happens once every few months, somebody says they want to go outside, it shows on the screen that they walk outside in like a spacesuit. But, but do they? But do they? But do they? You know? So <laughs> in a spacesuit. Huh? It doesn't make any sense because they're in a spacesuit. So why would they just heal over and die? Right. Right. Also, I'm thinking they put poison in the spacesuits. Is there poison in the spacesuits? Is there, is it really toxic outside? Do they make it and they're dying on the, on the screen as like a thing that's already projected, but really they're making it over the mountain and they're all happy living out there. Like, it's so, I don't know what to believe type of thing. And then, you know, the mayor in the beginning is so sweet. You know, if they are poisoning the people in the spacesuits, she has no idea. So, which makes me think that judicial is the bad guys and that they know and they're the ones that are, that know that there's poison. It's so good. Because this is this is all thoughts from the first three or four episodes. So, so like, yeah. Also, they just, keep things like they keep things hidden. Like, so they're sitting there watching and you, you watch some of their conversations and they're talking about the stars, but they don't have any point of reference for what those actually are. All they know of them is that they're lights in the sky. So they're trying to figure out what these lights in the sky are. And they have people that are tracking them, which makes me think it's not all an illusion because there is, are people actually tracking like the orbit of the stars. Right. So that's real. Why are they keeping stars hidden? Like, why don't they know this? So it's all of these like layers of why are they hiding so much? The people that are tracking the stars say it's a pattern. So Mm -hmm. they see the stars move across and like do their thing, but on a loop. 
Right. So oh, maybe. Which makes me think but that stars maybe are the on star, a loop. But maybe it's it's a recorded loop. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But technically stars I, are on a that's loop. What I think. So I'm gonna like finish the show. I'm gonna watch it really slow. So I'm gonna finish it. You finish it. Aaron, Stacy, like hopefully everybody finishes it so that we can all talk about like what happens in our theories and everything. Okay. Um oh, the other thing that I wanted to add is um Aaron and I are working on the sequel to Glitch because we've gotten a lot of questions about it. It's called Interference. It we are on track for it to be out in December and then the final installment to be out in June of 2024. So Interference will Aaron had a bit of a hiccup. She's a little bit behind on her writing schedule this week, but Aaron also cranks out like 5,000 words in a day sometimes. So I don't think she'll have any trouble catching up. Me on the other hand, I need to Amazon because I was like, I have to go read the reviews and see what people are saying. I'm just curious. Some people are very mean. (laughs) Well, I only saw like one mean one. Well, one that was like, not as nice as the others and then a couple of people gave it like one star but didn't say why which is so cowardice but everything else was super nice and good and so many people are like when is the second book gonna be out so i'm glad you said that here's the thing i feel like reviews for books like that like just saying like it's awful i hated it whatever like that's not really constructive because it's so subjective like it's so objective like what your opinion is it's very different than like I ordered a tennis racket and it showed up and it wasn't like it, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> all the strings were missing. Like it's well, such the, a weird thing to like complain about. The one uh, person. Who gave, Say who why. Gave, yeah. The one person who gave us a three star was, she was mad uh, because the book has a cliffhanger. She doesn't mm-hmm. feel like books should have cliffhangers. Like we should have, yeah, you know, I read that one, but yeah. there were like three one stars that they didn't comment. They it's just usually put straight one men. star to be, yeah. They just put one star to be assholes and didn't say why. At least say why so that I can decide if that's not a thing that, like, what if they were like, it's one star because there was a sex scene and I'm very Christian. I, I hate sex scenes, so that I could be like, okay, that doesn't apply to me. I had a person give me a one star on Lucy's Chance because they thought they were getting a book and they got an ebook instead, and so they were mad. So they gave a one yeah, star for like Amazon, fault. right? <laughs> And I'm just like, dude, you just tanked my rating mm-hmm. because. <laughs> well, that's good for people to know. Yeah. So that you're not rating Amazon. You're you're rating the author. So yeah. don't do that. You're rating that actual book. Don't rate I Amazon never on their once, delivery. Never once felt like I wanted to leave a negative <laughs> review on anything I've re- ever read until I read a book last week. And like, oh, I didn't read it. I downloaded the audiobook. And the book I loved so much, so much. It was phenomenal. The voice actors. Yeah, I've had those. One, the female, phenomenal. She sounded kind of like Julia Roberts. She was great. So the book, Two Points of View, The Man and the Woman. The male voice actor, the worst voice I think I've ever heard for anything ever. And he would do dialogue as a female. He did dialogue as his Korean mother. And he did dialogue as a small child in the most nasally whiny, like the 
it was so bad. I almost like didn't even finish it, which I'm glad I like powered through and just tried to ignore his voice. But it, I, it, I really have a lot of appreciation for like you guys having to set up these audiobooks Cause I was like, man, the wrong voice can totally tank the whole book. Oh, that's the other thing. Yeah. The audio for glitch will be out this month. Um, here's a good thing about audible though. If you read on audible, they give you the option to do the story and then the voice acting and the production oh, quality. Good. So you can differentiate the story was great. The voice acting mm -hmm. was terrible. The production. So they do give you those like three options to rate audiobooks. That's good. Cause this guy's voice. I know I've left a I few reviews like that I'm like, this is not the voice yeah. acting's terrible. Him doing her voice while they're having sex. And I was just like, this is this ain't it. I have never listened to an audio book that I hated the voice on. I'll play it for you when we're done. <laughs> well, we, um, the women that we got to do, I Amara, they have already agreed to do the trilogy. So they'll be the same voices for the whole. Oh, that's time, good too. Which is nice. Yeah. So, um, I think that's it for us. Hey, your yearly reminder before you set off fucking fireworks in your neighborhood. There's veterans that suffer from PTSD that you are going to send into catatonic shock with your nonsense. So be responsible. Also, people have dogs. Or animals. Yeah, my, my little scoot hates it. She hates fireworks. There are, there are fireworks that are acceptable to set off in your street. And listen, if you're in California this weekend, you have no business setting off fucking fireworks. Mm -hmm. we're, we're a hot zone waiting to go up. Okay? So just, guys, make good choices. Like, yep. and decide, is your cousin Brian with the 10 beers he's drank the best one you should trust with the lighter and a fucking <laughs> bottle rocket? I don't know. Like, would you trust him to watch your kids at that point? Because that's essentially what you're saying by letting him shoot off bottle rockets into the street at people's yards. Do we trust cousin yeah. Brian? No. No. Not no. even a little bit. Not even a little bit do we co trust cousin Brian. Go to hey, your well, designated location. If you wouldn't trust him drunk with your newborn... Don't trust him drunk with fireworks. Yeah. Go also, to your designated locations. Don't, don't drink and drive. We have Uber now. There's no excuses. Yep. Yeah, don't be that guy. Nope. Um, have the best weekend available to you. Mm -hmm. And we will catch you next weekend. Well, some of us will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Mom. Fierce Fan Media.